This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Hey, Brother John, good evening to you. (laughs) I know the time differences uh, make it uh, interesting. It's morning for you. Yes, sir. Evening for me. (laughs) I'm plus 13 hours ahead this week, but in about two more weeks, time zone change again, I'll be only 12 hours ahead. So it's all good. Gotcha. Copy, copy, copy. Well, good to be back on with you, brother. And I can't believe how how just quickly the time flies and uh the family's well yes sir our family is doing good praise the lord nobody's sick and um how about you your side how are y'all doing brother my favorite response to that question over many years now is uh charles dickens a tale of two cities it was the best of times it was the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the time I lived in Tijuana, Mexico. <laughs> it was the age of reason. It was the age of confusion. Uh, it's um, a mixed bag, but rejoicing, brother, nonetheless, uh, quoting scripture, quoting truth, and having uh, some nice divine appointments that uh, God is uh, engineering, organizing, setting up, and I praise God for just, brother, I I just thank God for being used by heaven. I say amen to that, my friend. I feel the same way. And uh, it's an honor to be here tonight, folks, with Pastor John Gogan of Agape Bible Fellowship, East Aurora, New York. Brother John, you want to open us in prayer? Would love to, brother. Thank you again for allowing me to do that. And, um, As I always am fond of saying, let's pool our faith. We need our faith pooled. We need to be united. And we need to, uh, boy, with, with all the faith that we have just between us, more power than 
100 Niagara Falls. So let's go to God in prayer. Let's go to the Lord Jesus, his son, and let's uh, ask him to bless our time that we have in this hour. And again, I'm praising God for you. So let's, if you can, bow your heads. If you can't, and you're driving or doing something, no problem. Uh, bow your head in your heart and join us. If you can, if you're able to, uh, we'd be honored. Father, we come to you through and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the power of God the Holy Spirit. And we are so grateful that you, for those of us at the end of this day, that you watched over us, that you showed journey mercies wherever we traveled, and we thank you for your faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, O God our Father. There's no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness. And Lord Jesus, we thank you also. And we thank you for the fact that you are also faithful and As Hebrew says, like the Father, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We human beings are fickle. We have fickle spirits. We sometimes cannot be depended upon. But even as the scripture says, when we are faithless, you are faithful. And we ask your blessings upon each one, each listener tonight, each one joining the broadcast tonight, and any others who will be joining later. And we just pray your blessings, Lord Jesus, and we thank you that we can have the privilege of lifting up your name. And as you said in John 3, if I, even I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. All mankind. And we thank you for deigning to you, condescending to use us in that drawing process. And we just want to say thank you for your, for those of us who were born again and you interceded for this day. Thank you for your high priestly ministry there at the right hand of God the Father in the third heaven. We bind the strong man over and afresh within each of us. We bind every wicked spirit from him down to the lowest demon in right power and form. And we also bind every wicked spirit over the broadcast who's been assigned to null and void it, to make it of no effect. We bind all spirits of closed Bible in Jesus' name. Those demons, especially people who have been, who are ex-Roman Catholics and ex-religious system people and are now in the light of the full gospel of yours, Lord Jesus, we pray for each one. And we thank you that you prayed for us today. We thank you that you so wonderfully interceded for us. 
bless this time as we center our attention in the Word of God, the written Word. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the living Word. And Heavenly Father, thank you for planning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for executing the plan. And Holy Spirit, thank you for empowering the plan. We pray your blessings upon Brother Shannon and his family. And we just pray that you will provide Jehovah Jireh, Yahweh Yireh, and we pray that you will continue to bless him for the work that he's doing and the dedication he's showing in the full gospel of Jesus Christ, Mark 16. We give heaven the glory, and we pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus of Nazareth, and all God's people said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Amen. And over to you, my friend. Thank you, brother. Uh, before I forget, I wanted to mention a couple of things with your permission. And I wanted to let people know that we have a spring workshop, our first one of 2024, coming up in about a month and a half. And because Easter weekend is so late in the month of March, we are postponing our workshop weekend until April 5th, 6th, and 7th. For the past 28 plus years, I've tried to steer away from, from April to have ours on March, spring, June, summer and in the fall in September and uh, there are other workshops going on so we try and remain sensitive to not kind of be in competition during those months we have a you know off months if you will but we had to uh, I, I learned a long time ago <laughs> Pastor Worley um, uh, told us never have a workshop uh, you know Easter weekend um for a variety of reasons. So we don't. And we tried not to. In 28 years, as I said, I think we just finished our 86th workshop. So you can do the math at three a year. And would I would, as the pastor here, would love to be able to see you, hug you, Agape, I call them agape hugs because we're agape Bible church, and uh, fellowship with you, listen to the word of God being preached and taught. It's one of the reasons Ephesians 4, I call myself, like other pastors, <clears throat> I call myself a pastor teacher. The fivefold ministry that people talk about really is fourfold. Because um, the teacher is, se is not separate from the pastor, but is primarily what the pastor does. You say, oh, Pastor Johnny, the, what do you mean, the pastor's a preacher. Um, yeah, there's a nuance there. I don't have a problem with that. But in my humble opinion, every pastor should be a pastor teacher. And the most important 
aspect of a church service is not the praise, is not the worship necessarily. That comes out of the Word of God and a love for the Word, as I put it, the Word of God and the God of the Word, and the Word Himself, the Living Word. So, I mean, John one one, right? A key verse in John, right at the bat. I mean, right out of out of the gate. In the beginning was the Word, the Logos, and He's the written. Excuse me, He's the Living Word, the breathing Word, if you will. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. God the Son was with God the Father. And it's very definite, very specific in the original language, by the way. It's pros ton theon. It's uh, face-to-face with God. He came from his right, God's right hand. He went back to God's right hand. And the Word, of course which the Jehovah's false witnesses do not like to hear. And the word, the Logos, was God. Was God the Son. Not God the Father, not God the Holy Spirit, but God the Son. And I believe the preaching of the word is the most important part of the service. And I'm telling you, when you fall in love with the Word of God, you'll fall in love with the God of the Word. And as Derek Prince rightly says, you can't do it. You can't even barely get to know Jesus. You can't even get saved, as Jesus emphasized, without the Holy Spirit working. I call it pre, his pre-salvific work as he prepares you to be born again. Never, ever forget that. And if you want to get to know Jesus better and better and better, you've got to get to know the Holy Spirit first. Because he reveals Jesus. In fact, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit doesn't even speak of himself. He speaks of of him, the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit is absolutely integral to salvation, deliverance and healing, to spiritual growth and progress, to spiritual maturity, and uh, praise God that we have him. Last time together, excuse me, I'm sorry, there was one other thing I wanted to mention, and uh, it'll come to me. But if you can make the workshop, we would love to see you and would so enjoy. We've already got several coming. And it just and all you have to do is remember the first weekend in April, April fifth, sixth, and seventh. And as I share with people, pull out all the stops. If you want a workshop flyer to, to be sent to you, either email or hard copy, we can do that. No problem. And all you have to do is contact my secretary, Sister Kathy, with a K at 716 area code 655 area code. We're leaving town. Uh, we'll be gone for about a week. From the 23rd, I believe, through March 1st. And we will uh, be back, as I said, that a week from this coming weekend. We will not be here, no service. 
You can look at an archive on Facebook. Just pull up Agape Bible Church, Agape Bible Fellowship, East Aurora, New York. Two words, East opposite West, Aurora, A-U-R-O-R-A, New York, N-Y. On Facebook, and you can listen to an archive. I think now they've changed where they're only broadcast, rebroadcasting uh, 30 days ago. So, But that would be four services. And uh, they're four, four hours long and a little break in between, usually 20, 25 minutes, sometimes half an hour. But at after my message, at every service, just about, I do a mini mass deliverance and healing prayer. So everyone gets a chance, gets a shot at receiving freedom. And of course, we're open. We've got a local congregation, and we meet here at 598 Buffalo Road, East Aurora, New York. And you're welcome to come. You're welcome to come and be a part and would love to initially make your acquaintance. And, of course, uh, after that, get to know you. And praise God. From whom all blessings. Oh, if you want to help us continue in ministry, and Brother Shannon, of course, he's a separate ministry, if you will, and uh, please uh, go to OMR, OmegaManRadio.com, and contribute. Help us out. Uh, Brother Shannon, I don't think you, are you getting any money from Taylor Swift? Not that you would want it. (laughs) No, sir. Um, I didn't get anything from Michael Jackson either. I don't know what happened. I like Michael. I went to his concert in 1984. Um, Did you really? Yes, sir. You know, um, deliverance ministry especially is one of the least supported ministries out there. However, it's the most needed ministry out there. And when people realize they have a problem, they get desperate. And they say, oh, wait a minute. I remember tuning in to Brother John and Omega Man over there. Yeah, I can get help there. The late Dr. Pat Holliday I visited her in 2010 when I came back from Costa Rica, moved back to the States. And she had a um, an old church uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. It was an old church. I mean, this thing probably was built back in the 40s or 50s. And there was only maybe about, about 10 people that went there. And right across the street was the parking lot and the entrance up to a massive mega church. True story. And I went to visit her, and she had some of the great, uh, great deliverance ministry there going on in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. But very few people came here, few people supported it. But people knew about her. And all the time, they would run across the parking lot, if, if you will, from the mega church that didn't do deliverance to this small church with a small group of people, and that's where they got delivered. The sad part is, she said, they wouldn't stay. They would, after they get delivered, they go back, and she never hear from them again, usually. And isn't that the case? Folks, uh, don't let that be the case with Agape Bible Fellowship and Omega Man Radio, support these ministries. We are a little lighthouse out there in the darkness. And Brother John has been on the front lines for decades. He just mentioned the uh, conference coming up. If you can get up there, make that trip. I have a whole bunch of people I know that need to get delivered. I've been hoping I could get some, all these people in a car and take them up to one of these meetings. Because where are you going to take people? And where are you going to go when you need help? Chances are there's probably not anybody in your city that does deliverance. At least what we know of. That's a sad story. But I know for a fact you can get set free 
through uh, Brother John's ministry of Mega Man Radio and the ones that we work with, Hegwish Baptist Church, of course. So very important that you support these ministries. How can they do that, Brother John? How can they support your work? Yeah, thank you, Brother. And uh, thank you for bringing that up because it is, uh, uh, Brother, I wish I, I wish I could say you're not telling the truth. I, I can't in one sense. I, I can't because you're, you're spot on. It's, I wish it was the, the exception instead of the rule, but it is what you just described is the rule. And brother, it can get discouraging. It can, I, I know some people have given up because it's so discouraging. But you know, David in the Psalm says, keep your eyes on the faithful in the land. That's what he had to do. And what a man, in spite of everything, what a man of God he was. What a man of God he was. Yeah, he blew it. I blow it even more sometimes. Uh, yes, he had his problems. I've got more problems. So, praise God for him. Keep your eyes on the faithful in the land. And when you have an opportunity to share what God has blessed you with, share it. Because we need it from people. A lot of people... Uh, you know, sadly, I've heard some stories from some full gospel guys, and the first thing they do is, you know, send my ministry 50 bucks. Send my ministry 100 bucks. I don't ask for anything. You'll never get a monthly newsletter from me begging for money, ever. And I've told, you know, my guys here, if, you, uh, if, if I ever do, uh, you have the freedom, uh, you have my permission to please... Get me on the ground, tackle me, and get get the, those demons out of me. <laughs> and I'm not saying, you know, that you're a sinner if you are asking for help, for financial help. What I am saying is the first thing when you're helping people, you know, Jesus laid the, laid the foundation. He laid the groundwork. Freely receive, freely give. And um, praise God. And, of course, you can go to our website. Thank you for asking Brother Shannon, agapebible.net, agape, A-G-A-P-E, Bible, B-I-B-L-E, dot net. And there's a place right on the left column, I believe it is, at our church website where you can contribute. And if you say, well, pa- hey, Pastor John, I don't, I don't trust the Internet. That's fine. You can call that same number I gave out. Talk to Sister Kathy with a K. And... She'd be more than happy to walk you through a way that you can give without giving on the internet. She can take your credit card, no problem. And you can even send check, check or, or money order or, or uh, you know, do it by snail mail. No problem. And call us, we'll give you directions, and it'll be good to hear your voice. Let's go over to Hebrews 11. And I think we were camping out at verse 6 a while back. I cannot believe that a half a month has already passed. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. And we're going to pick it up there because Hebrews 11 is a profound chapter in God's Word. Many of you know it as the what's called or what's known as the Hall of Faith chapter. The Hall of Faith. The Holy Spirit, I believe through the Apostle Paul, who wrote Hebrews, 
that the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle Paul, the writer of Hebrews, to pen down these saints of the Most High God who served him while here on earth so faithfully and we should all want to be like them so faithful faithful to their callings and I I would always tell people before we read Hebrews 11 and verse 6 I would always tell people get your calling down know that you're called know that God has called you first, of course, to salvation, establishing the new covenant, which runs concurrently, as I like to tell people, with the Abrahamic covenant. Tell you, we're saved by the blessings of the Abrahamic covenant. Yahweh's promise, Elohim's promise, God's promise was what? To Abraham that through you, Abraham, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Genesis 12, Genesis 15. And that's exactly what the Jews were supposed to do, is bless the world. And sadly, for the most part, it didn't happen. As often is the case, Man turns, instead, operating in pride, thinks he's better than, than others, because God chose him, and the truth is, is God said, Abraham, I'm going to bless the entire world through you, and sadly, they blew it, instead of it humbling themselves, humbling them, it lifted them up. And never forget Proverbs sixteen eighteen. Pride goes before destruction. Wherever you see destruction in your life, in anyone within your family's life or lives. Anyone in your extended family, anyone within your sphere of influence or just acquaintance, wherever you see destruction, know that pride is lurking within that person. And that's why the safest thing to do is what? As James says, humble yourselves. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Do things, say things, react in humility toward others. And that means you got to say I'm sorry a lot. Boy, there's some days I, I'm, I, <laughs> and I'm just apologizing left and right. Other days I blow it and I operate in pride. I admit it. But repent, it means make a U-turn. Tell God, I'm truly sorry. Tell the person or persons you're truly sorry. And begin operating consistently in humility. And sheep of Jesus Christ, Pastor, I promise you that you will 
get God's good attention and get the Lord Jesus' good attention. And you will see things happening in your life that will never happen when you're proud and you're maintaining it. So wherever you see destruction in your life, destruction of your marriage, destruction of your children, destruction of your work, destruction of your health, destruction like you just stopped your spiritual growth and progress. Humble yourself. And one of the greatest ways to humble yourself, along with, I am sorry, I was wrong, please forgive me. I love you. There are the 12 words you need to memorize. One of the other ways you can humble yourself is just acknowledge when you're wrong. You know, I shouldn't have said that, and I am truly repentant over that, and I'm asking your forgiveness. I'm asking for God's forgiveness. Thank you. I was wrong. And these men of faith, you know they did this. Because faith goes hand in hand with humility and the other virtues. Let's look at verse 6 again. Kind of, uh, as Derek Prince calls it, uh, repetition, review, Let's look, look it over again. And this is the word of God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. You must, we must maintain, we must grow our faith. Every minute of every day, do things that grow your faith, that deepen your faith, if you want to go the other direction. Sort of vertical up, vertical down, with you know, with with your your goal being deep roots. And that's why God, one of the key reasons why God sends trouble our way. Because it deepens our faith. And when things make absolutely no sense, in fact, they make nonsense, and it looks as if God left his post, you continue to trust, and you continue to count God, uh, count God's word, count on God's word, repeating God's word in your mind and heart, banking on God's word, trusting God's word. And I'm telling you, that's when your faith roots deepen the most. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So it's just common sense to remind yourself, I want to please God more and more and more and more. Therefore, I need more and more and more Faith. 
And I define faith as confident trust, not wishful thinking, not I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. No, confident trust. I remember years ago, I think it was Wycliffe Bible Translators. I don't remember, but it was a Bible translation group that was in one of these unreached people groups ministering, and they were trying to translate a portion of God's Word. I think it was just a book of God's Word. The Gospel of John, I, I don't remember all the details. But in this certain tribe, the tribe did not have a word equivalent for faith. Well, the word faith appears quite a bit in the Word of God. So how in the world, even in translating one book of the Bible, what do you do? What do you do? Well, James says what? James 1.5, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Who gives it what? Generously. He's not stingy. Liberally. For faith. Grow my faith, Lord. You remember right after the Mount of Transfiguration when the young boy was being tormented by a tormenting spirit, throwing him into the fire? What did what did this young boy's dad say? I believe, Lord Jesus, help my unbelief. I've got a measure of faith, but it's not enough. I need more. Help me. And that's what the Lord is waiting for from us. Help me. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. So again, as I was sharing with a gentleman this morning who I'm ministering to, and you want to increase your faith? Get in Get in the Word and stay in the Word. you got to hear the Word of God for that faith to grow, to skyrocket. You know, unless you're listening to things on YouTube, YouTube shorts, or unless you're listening to something that is faith-building and that is biblical, not much is on the internet that's going to grow your faith. So be careful of the time you spend on the internet. You know, you can quickly get into a lot of trouble that way, right? And that's why intentionally pursue things on the internet that are going to grow your faith. Listen to my messages. Listen to the messages on Omega Man Radio that you've not listened to. Uh, Listen to, you know, great Bible teachers. Pastor Wynn Worley, who was my mentor in spiritual warfare and deliverance. And I had several mentors in my formative years after I got saved at 14 years of age. 
God led men of God into my life during my education. And I praise God for them. You've got to get some mentors if you're a male, if you're a female, female mentors who are much more spiritually mature than you are. And they're going to challenge you. And they're going to keep you accountable by holding your feet to the fire in areas of your life that you may not be exemplary. Maybe your faith is not growing much. Maybe your faith is stagnant. This is where deliverance comes in. Man, you tackle those doubt and unbelief. You tackle religious spirits that are great at religion, but not at true Christianity. Some of the most dangerous spirits that Jesus encountered were the religious spirits because they're so deceptive. They are so, they look so good, smell so good, appear so good, feel so good, but they're deadly. They are deadly. Look what they did to the Savior while he was on earth. They tried to null and void his ministry because in key areas, he was the opposite of them. And he, they received the greatest part of his Righteous anger and displeasure. And remember everything he did, the Father told him to do. In fact, he says in one point in the Gospels, I, I do nothing on my own initiative, but everything, only that which the Father tells me. So you know the Father's displeasure with the religious crowd. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious lawyers, the scribes, and then with Paul, uh, the Judaizers, constantly telling everybody to go back to the feast days, back to the Sabbath, back into Judaism, into bondage. Paul says, no. Read the book of Galatians. It is a book of pure freedom. And I see this as a danger with some of the Messianic churches when they're, you know, pushing and promoting feast days and, you know, getting back under Judaism. You don't want to do that. Now, it's nice to know some of the things that Christianity came out of and developed from. But just be cautious. I've seen more than one person travel to Israel, pick up these... Uh, Judaism spirits and suddenly you know forget about the full gospel of Jesus Christ forget about true biblical Christianity we're gonna, we're, we we want to do the feast days we want to do the Sabbath we want to start worshiping on Saturday no 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 stay away from that 
that's not what we're all about. That's not read Colossians. You know, no more no more new moons, no more feast days, no more Sabbaths. Those were all shadows of the real thing. I was at, I was at a meeting in uh, Virginia, in the Richmond, Virginia area, and there was a Seventh Day Adventist who was there and challenged me on a Q and A time that I had on Saturday morning, and. You know, she brought up a verse in the Bible, and so I responded to it, and I just told her, let's let's go to Colossians. Colossians, Paul makes it very clear that we're not under that, and we're not to put ourselves back under that, and again, pray about everything. Search the scriptures about everything. And if you just, you know, you're at an impasse, talk to someone who knows their Bible. Talk to someone who has studied the Word of God. Don't just trust everybody you come across because some people do not know the scriptures. They are not of sound doctrine. You know, one of the first things I look at when I look at churches and pastors, where, where were you trained? Where'd you go to school? Who taught you? What is your theology, basic core theology, basically? And that'll tell a lot about what someone's doctrine is and what they're teaching. And some people... Mm, too many bones. No, it's like eating a fish with too many bones. You need to spit the bones out, and if there are too many bones, throw the book away. Discard it. Get rid of it. We are not under the law. The law, as Paul says in Romans, was only to bring us to grace we are under grace and we are to live that way how? by faith because what does Hebrews say? without faith it is impossible to please God let's finish the verse for he who comes to God and usually when Paul is writing in his the letters, his epistles, whenever he says God, I've said this before, it bears repeating, it means God the Father. Whenever he says Lord, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know because right in the immediate context is, you know, God through his son. You know, he mentions his son. Jesus didn't have a son. He doesn't have a son. He'll never have a son as God the Son as he is. Jesus did not have a wife when he was here on earth to carry things on. No, no, no. He left all the disciples. And again, I'm not saying that we aren't children of God, that the you know males are not sons. What I'm saying, he did not have a specific son while he was walking the planet. He had no wife. He is the son, the son of God. God the Father is God the Father. Keep uh, them both separate, because the Bible does. First, you must believe that God exists, that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those 
who diligently seek him. I'm saddened that the New American Standard just says, of those who seek him. I like that adverb, diligently seek him. Do you diligently seek God? You know, God says you will search me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Has there ever been a day when you've searched for God with all of your heart? Or, as Jesus said, the greatest commandment is to love Yahweh your God with all your soul, all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. People, that's a high calling. It's a wonderful calling. It is a magnanimous calling. And that's why at times, if we want to build our faith, if we want our faith to mushroom, if we want our faith to increase exponentially, we've got to do the things that will do that. That feed our faith. And, you know, the interesting thing about the Hebrews, I'm not talking the book of Hebrews, I'm talking about the Jews and how they approached God, God's existence and proof for God's existence is they knew that the evidence was clearly there for God's existence. In fact, that's why, what, the psalmist says, the fool, the empty person, has said in his heart, there is no God. People, there's too much evidence. In theology, it's known as general revelation. There is too much evidence for anyone to rationally walk away and say, nah, there's no God, none to proof. Sure there is. There's more than enough. The complexity of your eyeball, one eyeball, not both, one eyeball, is proof enough for God's existence. It is so perfectly made, exquisitely made. As well as all the other functionings of the human body. I was listening last week, I shared it with the flock on the Lord's Day, I was listening how once this person was was uh, debating on abortion, on the subject of abortion, the topic of abortion, and how really unfair it is because once a mom, a mother is pregnant, now we're talking about two lives. And the mother doesn't have the right to take a baby's life, no matter how old the baby is, because there are two lives now that are involved. Two lives are at stake. And whenever there are two lives at stake, I mean, mean, it could be Siamese twins, um, you've got to ask both of them, because both of them have a say in it. It's that simple. And you know, my heart, I want to say my heart goes out to you if you've had an abortion. 
It's not easy. It wasn't easy. God can and does forgive you. And remember when Jesus died on Calvary, he died for every one of your sins and my sins, past, present, and future. He paid for every one of them. And that's how the Father can say, it's already paid for. You can't be hauled into court to pay a fine which the judge sets when it's already been paid, even by some, or yeah, it could be by someone else. Someone paid it for you. The judge cannot hold you by law if the fine has already been paid. You you can go free. Jesus paid our fine. That's why we're so thankful. That's why we're so grateful. That's why. It leads us to repentance. His loving kindness, his kindness leads us to repentance, people. It's not easy. And if you have received an abortion or as a female or have been a male and you counseled your girlfriend to kill the baby, to murder that baby, you know what? Your baby. Uh, You are morally accountable before God, and you got some demons in you when you did that. You need deliverance, spirits of murder, and others. And you will never be at peace completely, fully, unless you get deliverance. Jesus said these signs will follow those who believe. First sign. Even before healing, in my name, they will cast out demons. People, that's good news. And I'm telling you, once you get get rid of, I remember Frank Hammond years ago was talking about someone who was receiving some freedom, what I call what I call freedom prayer. And as he was receiving, as they were receiving freedom, she was receiving freedom prayer. Uh, she spit up in kind of a can. And he looked in the can afterwards as he was emptying it, and after the, you know, the ministry, and he noticed there was like a a globule, and there was a little red dot in it, almost like a baby's heart. And it was a spirit of murder that this person had received freedom from. And as I said, that can go on in the man's life, too, because he recommended to murder his own child. The demons have told us life begins at conception. But what I was going to say, it was intriguing. I'd never heard this before. That once a human being at conception begins, once two cells come together the way God created it, masterpiece once that female egg comes together with that one spermatozoa, one sperm, that they've recorded it and they've seen it, once that human life begins, there's a little spark that goes off. It's a little light flicker that goes off. It makes sense. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. 
and we're made in God's image. And at that point, a human being begins. That's how, that's how special it is, people. This little spark that, you know, as if you were striking a match or that happens by itself. They've seen it. People, if that is not miraculous, I don't know what is. There's so much evidence. And your faith builds when you hear things like this. Your faith is increased when you hear the things of God and the proof of God's existence and the proof that human beings are special. That we are made in God's image. Or as Phil Yancey says, it's not. You know, from goo to you by way of the zoo. It is not. Evolution's impossible. Why? Microevolution is impossible. And the reason is because microevolution demands something comes from nothing. Something comes from nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, only nothing can come from nothing. Nothing always has and nothing always will. And that's why I believe in, I'm a young earth creationist and I believe in intelligent design. That there's an intelligence outside of time and space outside of the of matter and it's the God of the Bible, the triune God of the Bible, the triune God of Israel. All three persons of the triunity were involved in creation, by the way. They all wanted to get on, in on the act. <laughs> God the Father did it through God the Son, God the Holy Spirit was brooding over the face of the waters. Yeah. Read the scriptures. So for the rest of this week, do things that increase your faith. And ladies and gentlemen, men and women of God, there's, there's so much out there that you can sink your teeth into. There is so much that has come out in the last three years. That is faith building. And that will increase your faith. And that you can share in personal evangelism for the proof of God's existence. So basic common sense. I mean, no, no, no one looks at a piece of artwork from Van Gogh or my namesake. Paul Gauguin, friend of Van Gogh, or Renoir, or any, 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 Michelangelo, any artwork, and just say, oh, that just happened. Yeah, it was by chance. Chance can't create anything. Chance is just a description of, of odds. Chance has no power. Well, over time, uh, if you get more time, you get more chance to mess up. What are you talking about? 
remember when I was in seminary, I read an author, uh, one of my apologetics professors, uh, Dr. Norm Geisler. He, he uh, you know, gave us books to read uh, along with class notes and so forth. And I remember there was a brilliant scientist uh, who's a Christian, uh, a. E., Dr. A.E. Wilder Smith. I think he was uh, from Switzerland. Yeah, I think it was Switzerland. And uh, brilliant. But he said, uh, time doesn't help the evolutionists because let's put it in terms of dropping uh, lettered huge placards out of a out of an airplane and what are the chances of an airplane flying over a barn large barn roof and you drop those letters out randomly and what are the chances of it forming forming a, a an entire word or an entire sentence. He says, oh, well, it, it, it can do it if it's more time. He says, well, go higher in elevation. And now drop them out. Reality is, the chances are that <laughs> it's going to be even less precise and less of an opportunity for you know words to be spelled out sentences, simple sentences to be spelled out. You didn't help yourself by going higher. You know, there's more chance for the wind, there's more chance for for things to interfere and and those things are even longer floating down. So time does not help the evolutionist. I was listening to uh, the John Ankerberg show several weeks ago, and he had a guest on for a number of programs. Dr. Stephen Meyer is his name, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-C, as in Cat Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R. And the book that he wrote, is entitled Return of the God Hypothesis, subtitled Three Scientific Discoveries that Reveal the Mind Behind the Universe. And he quotes secular scientists who don't believe in God, but the more research they do, the more they find out, the more they discover that there's an incredible complexity to this universe. And many of them are wondering, well, maybe maybe there is a God. Because the evidence, the evidence, let me say that one more time, the evidence is pointing them and pushing them in that direction. I remember when I was studying philosophy in college back in the 70s, and there was a gentleman named Antony Flew. Antony. Flew, F-L-E-W, like you fly as a bird. Antony flew, and he was rabid atheist. I mean, he was so one of the most, most anti-God. And shortly before he died, I want to say within the past five years, he, he tossed his atheism and said, I'm, I'm a theist. I believe that God exists. 
based on what I've been reading, based upon what I've been seeing, based upon what I've observed. Scientists across the board are proving that there's some huge, incredible intelligence behind the creation of this universe. There's, there's intelligent design everywhere. Get a copy of the book. If you get a hard nut, uh, you know, relative or someone who just, ah, there isn't, and so forth, uh, get a copy. Return to the God Hypothesis. He presents a compelling case for, yes, the theists aren't the ones who are screwball, it's the ones who refuse to believe the evidence that they see as it points toward what we know is the God of the Bible, the triune God of Israel. So praise God. These things will raise your faith level. They will help raise the faith levels of other people. And you'll have a ministry. Pull up Ray Comfort as well on YouTube. Brilliant. I've been following him for 20 years. Ray, R-A-Y, Comfort, C-O-M-F-R-T. You know what he shares with you? Gives you comfort. Ray Comfort. He's uh, from New Zealand. He's a New Zealand Jew. And he's... uh, He's messianic. I mean, he is. He's born again. And some excellent encounters with people in California. And I'll tell you, he's, as they say in Yiddish, he's, he's got chutzpah. He's, he's, he's bold. He's got guts. Check him out. Listen to him. Let him raise your faith level. Well, it's been wonderful to be with you tonight by way of Omar. I have 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Brother Shannon, once again, thank you for allowing me on board. It's always good to uh, see the ship of state of Olingaran Radio pass by. And uh, Likewise, my friend. Climb on board. Hey, always an honor to be with you. Uh, what would you like to title tonight's message? Build faith. Fantastic. Brother John, look at your schedule and get me your next dates. I'll work around your travel schedule. Does that sound good? Thank you, brother, so much. Okay. And you, uh, you have a wonderful rest of the day, and we will catch you once again in God's per- perfect and flawless timing. Love you in the Lord. Bye-bye. Love you too, brother. Thank you. Folks, coming up next, we've got Pastor Frank Marzullo. Let me go ahead and patch him in. And I'm going to reset MixLR. We do that between each show, so get ready for a refresh. <laughs> 